This episode brought to you by Cafe Imports, Minneapolis-based importers of fine specialty green coffees, independently owned and operated since 1993. Cafe Imports has been dedicated to decreasing its impact on the earth through renewable energy, carbon neutrality, and by supporting conservational efforts in places where quality coffee is grown and also where quality coffee is consumed. Where does your coffee come from? And sponsored by Uber Creative Agency, a boutique web design development and marketing agency based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, with clients across the U.S. We don't just provide services, we deliver value. Welcome to the Lake Superior Podcast. I'm Walt Lindela. And I'm Frida Wara. We are made stronger by story, and there's no better source than the continent's largest body of fresh water, Lake Superior. So join us as we highlight the five national parks that ring this greatest of the Great Lakes, meet the people, tour the places, and learn about the projects that make these parks and body of water so remarkable. This podcast made possible with the support of the National Parks of Lake Superior Foundation and Media Brew Communications. I'm Walt Lindela. And I'm Frida Wara. And welcome once again to the Lake Superior Podcast. Today, Frida, you've set this up with, uh, this actually sounds really interesting, the Apostle Island Cruises. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, when you go to the Apostles, you got to get in a boat. <laughs> and personally, I like when my butt's under the waterline in my own kayak, mm-hmm. but certainly to get out there and take a cruise and really see those islands, there's no better way to get out there and really explore Lake Superior, its history, all the fabulous places, and there's no one better to tell us about it than Vanessa Pierce. Yes, Vanessa Pierce is the Apostle Island Cruises Assistant Manager. She joins us here today on the podcast. Hello, Vanessa. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me today. We're very happy to have you here to talk about the Apostle Island Cruises, and I know we'll get into that a little bit more about some of the specifics here about uh, what the cruises are all about, but tell us a little bit about your career path. How did you find yourself at the Apostle Islands? So I was a newly graduated high schooler looking for some summer work, and originally I am from Las Vegas, so when I moved to the area, I instantly fell in love with Bayfield. And every chance I get to be in Bayfield, I take it. And so I was just looking for summer work, and I stumbled across um, the Apostle Island Cruises. And from there, I began as a ticket agent. And over the seasons, I have gained more knowledge and more skills, and they have promoted me to the assistant manager now. And I've been here for four seasons. Did you say you came from Las Vegas? I did, yes. Oh. I was originally born and raised there. Okay, so we're talking Las Vegas to Lake Superior. I mean, that's about as far and different as you can get. What was that like for you? That was a huge um, a huge change for me. Uh, I wasn't used to things closing early or having to plan ahead of time with going to the store because mm-hmm. here in Bayfield, we're quite a rural community. So even our closest shopping options are about 25, 30 minutes away from here. Um, and then not having cell phone service was quite a distraught thing for me in my teenage years. So moving up here was quite different. Um, mm-hmm. 
I ended up graduating from the Bayfield High School, which is all of the grades located in one school here. And I could relate to that because I come from a very small school in Upper Michigan in the Keweenaw Peninsula, and it was about the same size. But really, you come from Vegas, where I guess I wouldn't think of a large Great Lake and a lot of water in terms of what we've got here with Lake Superior. That must have been fun, too. It was very fun. Um, I learned a lot of new things, a lot of new things culturally, um, environment-wise. I'd never realized how massive Lake Superior was. I just always imagined it as being a little inland lake. But being around here um, for almost the last 11, 12 years, I've learned that Lake Superior is a beast all of its own. Um, She's something beautiful, but definitely something fierce to respect. Absolutely. I have that sticker on my kayak nest that says it's an outline of Lake Superior and the writing in the middle of it says the boss. So (laughs) I can only imagine for you and and it just gets me so tickled to think about Las Vegas. And do they even grow apples in Las Vegas? No, actually, they don't. Um, Not a lot of things grow besides cactuses and Mm -hmm. some um, tumbleweeds. Um, So... Seeing all the orchards and the trees and all of the greenery just is astounding compared to where I'm from. So let's talk a little bit about the Apostle Island cruises, these boat tours. How long have these been in operation and, and what are kind of they like? What uh, what can folks expect? Yeah, so the Apostle Island cruises was founded back in the 1970s. Um, we have gone through two different ownerships since then. Um, So currently, this season, we are running several different tours. We have our most popular tour, which is the Grand Tour. That one focuses on 19 out of the 22 Apostle Islands. We show um, a set of sea caves at Devil's Island, um, some historical markers along the way, like an old fishing camp on Manitou, an old rock quarry. Um, And then we also... Um, narrate the whole thing. So it's 55 miles in total, and you'll get to see two lighthouses on that tour, one at Raspberry Island and one at my favorite Devil's Island. Hmm. Um, And then that's the most popular one that we have. And and those lighthouses, you'll remember, Walt, that we had a chance to speak with Fred Schlichting, Mm -hmm. and he is a lighthouse keeper at Raspberry Island. Mm -hmm. So, um, And you know Fred, too, don't you, Ness? I do, yes. It sounds like it's really actually a great opportunity to get to experience this in a, in a unique way, maybe by not necessarily committing like Frida likes to with kayaking, but getting out there. And, and what will people see if they take one of these tours? If people aren't familiar with Bayfield, they aren't familiar with this area, what will they experience? What will they see? Um, so a lot of our stopping points have to do with the sea caves. Um, like when we make it out to Devil's Island, their sea caves are some of the most picturesque that we have here in the Park Service. That's always a highlight of people's trips. Um, the lighthouses are another fan favorite of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of the historical markers along the way, people really enjoy learning the history of the area um, from where there used to be farmers and fishermen that lived on certain islands and they ran the whole island as a functioning town. Um, back to um, when people came over to settle in the area, we have a lot of historical things about that time point as well. Um, so it's a lot of a lot of what the area has to offer with the beauty wise. It's a lot of the high cliffs, the rock formations along the ride. You'll see a lot of um, wildlife. We have tons of eagle nests up here. 
once in a while you'll spot a deer or a bear crossing the, the islands. Um, you get to see just a little variety of what this area has to offer, and it's the best way to go about it in a leisurely way without having to kayak <laughs> multiple miles to see these things. Um, so it definitely is the advantage point of having the motorized vessels that we have to take people around. Ness, on the Grand Tour, do the visitors get a chance to go ashore at all? So on our Grand Tour, that's actually our nonstop. So you're on the boat for the entire portion. If you wanted to get off of the boat, we also offer tours to Raspberry Island, to Michigan Island, and to Stockton. Um, the Raspberry and the Michigan Island tours, you get off the boat and you're allowed to go through and take the tours of the lighthouses. Mm-hmm. And then on Stockton, we offer camping or day hiking trips. So those would not necessarily be like an overnight stop, like camping there overnight, but you can at least get them there. They can spend a day there? Correct. Yep, mm. but we do offer camping on Stockton and Oak Island as well. Oh, okay. We're a shuttle for those trips. So folks that decide they want to go to camp on either one of those islands, and let me tell you, camping at Oak Island, whether you're on the south or the north shore, of course, if you're you're going to be brought in at the south shore, right, Ness, on Oak Correct. Island? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it would be, I want to say it's somewhere in the neighborhood of a seven-mile hike from the south to the north beach where that there's is- a, a camping site. And then it's that is definitely the more adventurous of the trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. we want to say that that island's flat, but it's not. <laughs> it's no, nothing <laughs> no, like you're that. up and down. No. Yeah, but then um, to go over to Stockton, where would you? Wh- where does a boat drop off a, a camper there? Um, so the campers oftentimes can choose between the two docks that are there. Um, our captain makes the best choice based on the weather that day uh, as to which dock to use. Um, but we usually, those campsites are about a m- half a mile to a mile from where we drop campers off at. Mm. Right. So you still have to do a little bit of hiking. And the beauty yeah. of Stockton Island is that that's where you'll also find an old quarry. Mm-hmm. So there's so much. Uh, in years past, it was known to have one of the highest populations of black bears. So anybody yeah. that is going to camp at Stockton mm. needs to really be aware. But the same thing is true at any of those islands, because as Ness Absolutely. just said, you might see a bear swimming between Manitou and Oak <laughs> and, you know, heading on to Raspberry. Who knows? So Several seasons ago, we had to um, prevent people from going to Stockton because there were mm. so many bears that year mm-hmm. that it was just a dangerous situation. So we actually just told people that year that the island was shut down for a couple weeks until we can get the DNR out there to manage the bear problem. So, uh, obviously, this is something that through the Apostle Island cruises, uh, and and we're talking with Vanessa Pierce today on our podcast, on Lake Superior Podcast. She's assistant manager with Apostle Island Cruises, that you take a lot of steps to make sure that you are able to communicate to the people that may want to take one of these cruises, especially one that stops, to be ready for a lot of different things. You put a lot of effort into that, right? Absolutely. We always tell people to prepare for the worst case scenario as Lake Superior has a mind of its own. Mm -hmm. Um, We like to tell people if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes, it'll change. To dress in layers and to bring extra food and extra supplies in case a storm prevents us from retrieving them the day that they're scheduled. Mm -hmm. And we do what we can um, by watching the weather and being trained in that way to be able to read situations before they get to that point of being dangerous before we take anybody out 
So tell me a little bit then about some of the folks that you do take out, like the types of folks that go on these tours. Who do you see? We see people from all over the world. And it's always been so amazing to me how somebody from across the country to across the world finds Little Bayfield, Wisconsin. Hmm. Because in the off season, we're only a town of like maybe four or 500 people. And we have people from the Philippines, from West Africa, South Africa, from Australia. And it's like, how did you even find this area? Hmm. Um, we have people of even all ages that really enjoy these trips. We have infants that are just weeks old that have been on our trips to people who are celebrating their 95th birthday. Everybody finds something to enjoy on our cruise. Well, especially now that you've been on this podcast, then you're going to have them coming from all over. <laughs> Apparently, we're really big in Norway or something like that. But um, so as we look at this now, this is obviously a series of islands, Apostle Islands. Is there particularly yeah. for you a, a favorite island? Do you have one that you like to maybe go to or at least take a cruise around that you like to talk about? What's your favorite? So whenever people ask me that question, because I do get that a lot, I always answer with Stockton Island. Stockton Island has um, something very special that only 10 to 20% of the world's beaches have, and it's singing sand. Hmm, So the actual... What is that? um, So it's the formation of the sand as it lies on the beach. It allows for the um, wind and breeze to get trapped underneath it. And when you walk on it, it produces different tones and different sounds that it sounds like it's singing to you. Hmm. Um, If I had to pick a second island, I would definitely have to pick Devil's Island because of their sea caves. Um, If you're on the boat during a decent storm, like a windstorm, the caves actually create a screaming noise, and that's where it got the name Devil's Island. Ah. That was from the Native Americans, right, Ness? Correct, yes. That's real interesting. So far, I'm learning all this about this, and this seems like it's really a big part of the cruises, is to also not only let people see this, but you want to educate them about it as well, right? Absolutely, because we do have a very large Native American population in our area, and it's a very important part to our area around here. Um, So there's a lot of the historical side of things, and then we also try to share the more cultural side of the stories as well. Vanessa Pierce is with us on the Lake Superior podcast today. She is Apostle Island Cruises Assistant Manager. How about seasonal cruises? I mean, we're shifting into the time of year where we're talking about like color tours in the fall and everything, but are there things like that that you do that at least maybe are a little bit special as you're looking at the seasonal shifts and going through the the year? Absolutely. So this year has kind of been an off year for us due to just a difficulty of finding enough employees to run all of the trips that we typically do. Mm-hmm. But in prior years, and hopefully starting again next year, we will have the Lighthouse Tour, which is offered during the color change. Mm-hmm. And that focuses on anywhere between six and eight of the different lighthouses, depending on the route we take. We try to get to as many of them as possible. Um, it's about a five-and-a-half-hour trip in total. And that one is definitely... It's a highlight of a lot of people's trip up here to be able to see all the different um, architecture of the lighthouses and hear the stories that go with them. Well, when it comes to a national park, the Apostle Islands has the most lighthouses of any NPS property. Mm -hmm. But I have to get Ness to tell us one of the coolest places is Michigan Island. And why would you say that that's such a special place for lighthouse lovers? (laughs) 
Because Michigan Island actually has two lighthouses. They have the oldest and the newest, the tallest and the smallest of the lighthouses. Really? So when you, yep. So when That's you get to take a tour to Michigan Island, <laughs> it is. Um, you're able to actually access both of them, and then you can get the historical background of how it ended up with two lighthouses. Um, and it's actually kind of a funny story to hear from the lighthouse keepers when they tell it. And the ability... The second lighthouse was originally meant for Long Island, and the builders disagreed, and so they decided just to put it on Michigan instead because they thought it would be better fitted there. Huh. This is really interesting. There's just a lot here. I mean, it's just a lot of times when I hear the term something like this being a cruise, like, you know, something with island and cruise in it, I think of just sort of like a leisurely approach and everything, which, of course, this is, you know, I'm sure this can be a very enjoyable and leisurely if the if the lake is in a good mood and all of that. But I wasn't aware of this educational component uh, that you bring to it. I mean, I'm you know, when you talk about this, it, we talk about, you know, favorite islands and favorite seasons, maybe. But now with the lighthouses, when you're talking about a couple of them on one island or whatever. Do you have one that you like the most or at least like to talk about? My favorite lighthouse out of all of them has to be Raspberry. Um, the design of it is just remarkable. Um, the height of it, the architecture of it, the layout, it's just, it's all so beautiful. Um, so that's always my first one that I recommend to people. And it's also the one where you're going to meet Fred. Hopefully, yes. you get a chance oh. to meet Fred Schlichting. Yes, Fred. And, you know, if you can bring him some Palisade peaches, that will be. <laughs> um, but probably be even golden. just a, yeah, or, or the apples over yeah. there too. It's really, really something. And you know, the history of who it was that you know manned those lighthouses and the mm -hmm. stories around them. You in that long five and a half hour trip around, you're only scratching the surface at some of those stories because they're such. There's so much to oh, learn. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about like with the season with the cruises? I mean, obviously the weather will play a big role in this, but what is your, sort of your average season? How long is it for the Apostle Island cruises? Yeah, so in a perfect world, um, we would start in the middle of May, right as spring is starting to actually turn to spring and not sprinter. <laughs> uh, and then we run... We run until about mid-October, right when it's about to get really cold with all of those big gale winds that we get through here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. It, it seems basically pretty reasonable. I mean, you know, we're talking about Lake Superior, and we're here in Marquette, so we know exactly how much of a factor that can be with the weather and shutting everything down, too. Um, you know, we'll get some details from you in just a second to find out a little bit more about the Apostle Island cruises, but you're the assistant manager, and I'm curious – as you have a chance here to talk to the folks that are listening to the podcast and maybe have never checked this out before, what would you say? Why come and take one of these cruises? Why visit this area? Tell, tell us why this is something worth doing. So Bayfield is unique in the point that it's, it accommodates people of all ages and all interests. Um, it's a lot of outdoor activities. There's hiking, there's kayaking, there's trails to walk. There's the orchards to check out. Um, even just driving down State Highway 13, you're likely to find some wildlife that you probably have never seen before. Um, the area itself is just unique. Mm. Um, as for the cruises, it's definitely worth 
taking a boat ride um, just for the leisurely aspect of enjoying being out on the water for a few hours. But you also do get that educational background as to how the islands were formed in the Native American perspective versus the scientific method of how people think they came to be. Um, it's just, it's a great area. It's a great thing to see and to experience at least once. As long as the weather cooperates, mm -hmm. it's almost guaranteed to be a perfect day. Hmm. And even when the weather isn't so great, we still run and operate our cruises and we try to make the best of each trip that we take. Um, just because we wanted to show everybody what an amazing little town this is and what a beautiful place. There's really not anything else like the Apostle Islands. I can certainly attest to that, Ness. It is the collection of islands in the most beautiful big blue water on the planet. And one of the things I have to share that I, I guess being out on the water, looking back at those islands, one of the things that always strikes me, because when you get away from Bayfield, just a mile or two out on the water, you start to lose the evidence that it's a modern world there. Mm -hmm. And you'll come around the corner on Hermit Island and just all you're seeing is these amazing rock formations and the trees. It's really a land that hasn't been touched that much Very since much. 1860, 1870, and even earlier than that. But you know that they were there and they were lumbering and they were, you know, working the quarries. They were fishing for sure. And that fish camp that you get a chance to visit at Manitou is really spectacular too, to tell that story of what that fishing life was like and how important it was to feeding and the even still is at yeah. this point yeah. yeah yeah well that's the other thing yeah. too is that it is not historic like it's some sort of static thing from the past it is an area that is alive it lives in the culture it lives in the history it lives in the day-to-day -day contemporary world of bayfield and out there with the cruises how do people find out more about what you do with the tours and find out more about apostle island cruises um, if anybody wanted to learn more about our cruises or what we do, um, we do have a website. It's apostleisland.com. Mm -hmm. Or they could also call us, and we would love to fill people in on what we do and the trips that we offer. What is your number for folks to give a call to? Yep. So the number is 715-779-3925. I think it's really just really nice, Vanessa, that we've been able to chat with you here for a few moments and get an idea of perhaps like with our podcast, what we're trying to do is we're trying to tell people about Lake Superior and the national parks that are on Lake Superior and this experience. And for some, it can be very daunting. You know, it can seem like a lot because it's it's a very large lake. It's a, it's a temperamental lake. I mean, we all know that, that those have been on it and live around it. But for someone, like you said, people that visit from the Philippines and places like that, they may have no idea what this is like. Um, what this really has been nice today is it fits into our podcast of telling the story that it's worth checking out. And that sounds like that's really one of the driving things behind the whole Apostle Island Cruises is to get people there to just have a chance to sample this, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. It's a great opportunity for them to see, like you guys said, such a historic area that has been untouched, but it's still so much a part of our community and our everyday lives. Well, as we wrap up with you here today on the podcast, what's that website again for the cruises? It's apostleisland.com. 
All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Vanessa. I certainly appreciate your time. I mean, we, Frida has a background in this. She knows this a little bit, but I've learned a lot just in these few minutes of conversing with you that I can't imagine what an actual full-on cruise would be like. And we certainly thank you for joining us to share the story. Absolutely. You know, and if there's anything that I could add to this, to what I think maybe people should bring if they're thinking on visiting the Bayfield area. Sure. You always want to dress in layers. Yep. Because just because if it's really hot here on the mainland, the lake, it gets much colder. So always dress in layers and always bring some extra beverages because it does get kind of warm out there unexpectedly. So you always want to stay hydrated when you're out on the lake. And we can let folks know when they go and round the north side, they'll be coming up the west side, rounding the north side of Devil's Island. You will then be crossing over the highest point in latitude in the state of Wisconsin. At at that point, too, it's very breathtaking to see how large Lake Superior actually is in a whole. Mm. Because here in Bayfield, we see the bay of it. We get the Shawamigan Bay. Yep. And many people who visit, they're like, oh, you know, this is the lake. It's like, no, this is just the bay. <laughs> no, yeah, you haven't is... <laughs> even seen the actual lake yet. Yeah, this is not the lake yet. Hold on. But, uh, well, <laughs> Vanessa, thank you for your time today. It's, uh, she is Apostle Island Cruises Assistant Manager joining us on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you guys so much for this. Vanessa Pierce, Apostle Island Cruises Assistant Manager with us today on the podcast. And I wasn't kidding, Frida. I mean, the thing is, is just talking to her for just a little while. I mean, here, 20, 25 minutes or something like that. I feel like I learned a lot already. I can't really genuinely imagine what they give you as knowledge and history and understanding when you go on one of these cruises. I want to just encourage folks. Mm-hmm. You're looking around saying, what can we do even still for color season? What can we plan to do with the family next year? You need to at least experience the vastness of what these islands are out there. Learn that history because it is remarkable and it covers everything. I remember Dave Cooper telling us that the oldest archaeological uh, object that he found Mm -hmm. on mainland, I believe he was talking about mainland and Bayfield area in the Apostle Islands was 10,000 years old. Mm -hmm. The oldest he found on an island was 5,000 years old. Mm -hmm. So he was out there trying to find what, you know, there's a big gap. We've got a lot to learn. That gap is also what we need to learn about Lake Superior. And there's really no better classroom than to get on that boat with your family and get out there and see the Apostle Islands. Yeah, that's a good idea to do it. Or any other opportunity you have to visit any of the national parks along Lake Superior, we encourage you to do it especially as we're going into the fall season and early winter there are still options that way and uh, of course then we'll be talking about ice climbing before we know it so that'll be on the way but that's going to do it for this edition of the lake superior podcast if you do have any ideas if there's something that crosses your mind say hey this would be a cool one to do a podcast on you can find us through the national parks of lake superior foundation and just link it up and send it on over and we'll see what we can do so i this has been a great conversation again that was vanessa pierce apostle island crew as assistant manager, and it's going to do it for us. I'm Walt Lindela. I'm Frida Wara. Thanks for listening. The National Parks of Lake Superior Foundation, NPLSF, is the only official nonprofit 501c3 fundraising partner of the National Park Service for all five U.S. National Park sites on Lake Superior. To learn more about NPLSF projects and programs, you can visit the website at nplsf.org or friend them on Facebook. I'm Frida Wara. And I'm Walt Lindela. Thanks for listening to the Lake Superior Podcast.
This podcast made possible with the support of the National Parks of Lake Superior Foundation and Media Brew Communications. This episode brought to you by Cafe Imports, Minneapolis-based importers of fine specialty green coffees, independently owned and operated since 1993. Cafe Imports has been dedicated to decreasing its impact on the earth through renewable energy, carbon neutrality, and by supporting conservational efforts in places where quality coffee is grown and also where quality coffee is consumed. Where does your coffee come from? And sponsored by Uber Creative Agency, a boutique web design development and marketing agency based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, with clients across the U.S. We don't just provide services, we deliver value. 